0: Hello, and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries podcast. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Volume 14, Episode 17, Serum, Urea, and Getting Wet. Doctors of Chiropractic and student initiates. Welcome back and thank you for joining me. As of this summer, 2022, the Green Book Commentaries podcast has been on the air for two years, produced 89 episodes, and has reached over 5,000 subscribed chiropractors and students. I truly love what I do as a chiropractor and feel strongly about developing the next generation of chiropractic students based upon the principles and practices that were developed by B.J. Palmer. The Chiropractic Green Books were such an inspiration to me when I first discovered them as a freshman at Life University and have since hoped to ignite that same passion and desire to learn subluxation-based chiropractic among my colleagues. What started as a fun hobby during my lunch hour from seeing patients has grown into something that is enjoyed daily from chiropractor to student here in the US and across the pond with our listeners in the UK. Once again, thank you everyone. With that, I want to ask you, my amazing audience, if you'll do something for me. Can you spare 60 seconds? With the growth of our podcast, we've been approached to market various products and services in the form of 60-second ads that will appear either at the beginning or in the middle of each podcast. All you have to do is listen the whole 60 seconds no fast forward now, and there's no obligation to buy anything. This helps me with the time and cost that goes into the Green Book Commentaries podcast, as each fully listened ad gives me credit. This also further helps you, since my listeners can receive exclusive offers and discounts. So if you enjoy our podcast and want to show your appreciation, just press play and listen. Now, let's dive into today's episode, shall we? For a tissue cell to be healthy, it has to have a sound structure, free of physical injury, and it has to have a 100% supply of innate mental impulses, free of interference. Soundness of structure is a state where the chemistry of tissue cells functions normally. This is regulated by the quality and quantity of serum that the tissue cell receives. Serum is the liquid which bathes tissue cells and is used to deliver nutrition inside. As the tissue cell is bathed in serum, it selectively decides what nutritive elements are needed and in an exact quantity, making sure to pass on what is not needed. This here exemplifies innate intelligence at work, using the process of assimilation to feed tissue cells. So, what about poisons and how they enter into tissue cells? A poison is any solid, liquid, or gas that was not created by innate, or one that cannot be assimilated, due to quantity or quality. All tissue cells have a certain ability to resist poisons that flow within the serum. However, all tissue cells also have the limitations of matter so that even when supplied with 100% mental impulses, a poison can overcome tissue cell resistance, causing sickness or even death. Consider a poison to represent a 100 pound weight. And your lifting strength capacity of 50 pounds to represent tissue cell resistance to that poison. Because the weight is more than lifting capacity, you would easily get crushed under the weight of the proverbial acme anvil. Urea is the waste materials from tissue cell metabolism flowing from within the cell outward into circulation to be eliminated by the kidneys. The circulation which collects urea is called the afferent serous stream, using lymphatic vessels and veins as the conduits. Lymphatic glands function as a chemical laboratory, which anate uses to act upon waste material, further breaking it down into smaller constituents and reusing anything of value. In this, we see innate is very economical with all matter, from a thick, juicy hamburger down to each individual protein, never eliminating anything that may be used to rebuild and maintain tissue cell health. Water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. No, I'm not going to start reading from The Voyage of the Mimi. We'll leave that task for middle school teachers across the country. Mankind is composed of about 67% water. This tightly regulated system works hard to maintain a specific percentage for too much or too little water in the serum will lead to various symptoms. When we return, we'll talk about getting wet and what that means to your patients. The importance of serous circulation cannot be stated enough. It is this constant flow of nutrition into the tissue cell and constant flow of waste out of the tissue cell, which keeps it chemically healthy. Serum is composed mostly of water As it moves gases and solids around. The term wet man is that when there is too much water in the serum, leading to a chemical imbalance within the tissue cell. As serous flow is slowed down, creating a condition where not enough nutrition reaches the tissue cell and waste material begins to accumulate. So how does wet man get wet? There are three ways in which this condition develops. One, there is a constant supply of water, but without water excretion. This is much like filling a water balloon without holes to its maximum point before it pops. Two, taking in more than the normal amount of water, but without water excretion. This is like the first water balloon example, except now small holes have began to open up, causing water to leak out into places where it shouldn't be. And three, taking in more than the normal quantity of water, but with normal excretion. This would be like a sink that can only drain one gallon of water per minute, but is filling up with two gallons per minute. Clearly, there's going to be an overfill as the water spills onto the kitchen floor. So what are some possible symptoms of getting wet that you can notice in your patients? The first is edema in the skin. This pooled fluid accumulates in the skin and if centered around sensitive areas can cause discomfort or even affect movement. I actually had a patient with severe edema Around both ankles that caused pain and affected walking gait so that the compensated walking position actually sent a ripple effect up to the hips and low back causing chronic pain after a proper exam I had found an atlas subluxation as the likely cause six weeks later and two adjustments the patient's circulation had completely restored and the edema completely cleared up along with that compensated gait and chronic pain adjust the cause and all else follows pretty cool isn't it the second symptom of getting wet is clammy skin that tends to be cold with too much fluid in the tissue cell the transfer of heat from the cell to superficial skin is impaired this is the patient who complains of cold hands or feet, yet feels overheated inside their body. I hear this mostly from women in their 30s and 40s, and they say they feel like they're starting menopause early. Their doctor usually pumps these women up on hormone therapy, quite often without any real results. Yet, when these women, women receive a specific upper cervical adjustment to correct a subluxation, the majority have reported significant improvements to complete restoration, resolution of symptoms within 6 to 12 weeks. Adjust the cause and all else follows. We now begin our reading from volume 14, page 112. Article 152, Serum and Urea. The serum bathes the cells in liquid food and is selected by them. The process of assimilation. The cells do not admit every kind of serum or use all the nutritional elements in it. The cells as organisms have assimilation and select the substances needed in metabolism. The fluid that approaches the cell is called serum. The cell throws into the serous stream the materials it has used. This is the exercise of its selective ability. Each cell selectively takes something from the serous stream and puts something into it. It is possible that if the resistance of a tissue cell is lowered, undesirable serum to the cell will penetratively enter. It is possible that some poisons in the serum will penetratively enter in spite of the tissue cell's resistance, it being beyond the ability of the cell to defend itself in that case. Article 153, the afferent serous stream. The lymph streams gather like little rills into larger streams. The lymphatic vessels and veins conduct the serous stream afferently. There are many nodes in the lymphatic vessels. These nodes are lymphatic glands. Each gland is a chemical laboratory to act upon certain waste matters for economy. The larger of these glands are called ductless glands. Lymphatic glands have the characteristic shape of a kidney bean. The current meets them on the convex side. It seeps through the inter and intraspaces and is changed in the process, thereby made more usable for tissue cells. It leaves the gland by the concave side, or hilum. <clears throat> Article 154, Innates Laboratories The glands of the body are innate laboratories for supply of chemicals and enzymes to the cells. By means of glands, innate can produce any chemical or substance, if supplied with the elements needed in the body. Any substance or chemical not prepared by innate and introduced into the body is a poison. The economy of innate intelligence is truly remarkable. A substance that has been used by a tissue cell and is no longer usable to that tissue cell may be usable to other kinds of cells, especially if clastic action takes place and the material reassembled. Thus, no substance is thrown away if it is needed somewhere else in the body. A good example of this is shown by the ability of animals as wolves in the far north to thrive very well on a meager supply of food, it being very closely digested and economically used in the body. A starving animal's body will use substances that otherwise would be eliminated. In the body of an overfed animal, there is a tremendous waste of nutritional value, which, not being required in bodily metabolism, are now rejected by innate as in the poison class. Article 155 The Poison Possibilities of serum. Any substance that is no longer usable in bodily metabolism and retained in the serous circulation is a poison. Any substance, even a food, that is in excess of what the body can use in its cells is a poison. Urea being retained by a cell or gland producing it is a poison to that cell or gland. Any chemical not prepared by the cells or glands of the body is a poison. Any glandular product in the wrong place in the body is a poison. Any foreign substance in the body, liquid, solid, or gaseous, even if not chemically active, is a poison. Too much water in the serum is a poison. Serum too wet. Not enough water in the poison po- correction. Not enough water in the serum to dry makes the serum abnormal and therefore a poison, for it cannot flow properly and soon becomes laden with urea. Article 156: The end of the serous cycle. Full of used materials and heat, the serum arrives at the kidneys and skin. These organs eliminate the heat and urea no longer usable, and excrete them from the body back to the environment. Thus, it leaves the whole body in a similar, though larger way, to that in which it leaves a tissue cell. Article 157, the kidneys. The kidneys are the chief terminal glands of the serous cycle. They have ducts leading from them, but not to them when the kidneys and the liver have finished working over urea the last possible chemical combination of elements usable to the cells has been made the closest possible economy if the kidneys excrete usable materials it is because those materials are not then needed in metabolism or have not been properly prepared for metabolism as sugar and diabetes mellitus. Urea is not urine. Urine is the secretion of the kidneys. It is prepared for the purpose of excretion from the body and is made from urea of materials that are a total waste. The term elimination is used for this function. It indicates selection and intelligently guided process. The The term excretion is used to indicate the ejection of the eliminated material. Article 158, the skin. The skin is an organ of the body containing many glands which are the terminal glands of the serous cycle. These glands eliminate urea and are truly excretory because they eject the waste materials from the body. They excrete water, waste, and heat. Article 159, wet man. Wet man is the term used to indicate the condition when there is too much water in the serum. Wet man also is referred to as wet insanity. It may be local or general. When there is too much water in the serum, it fills the inter, and intraspaces to full and produces dropsy or edema. Dropsy is the term used to indicate a general wetness and edema a local wet condition. In wet man, the serum does not flow fast enough and becomes stale, that is, laden with waste materials, which in serious cases may begin to decompose And make worse poisons. An analogy may be used to explain local and general wet man. An irrigated field may be equally and normally wet. The whole field may be too wet or it may be too wet in spots. The same field may be dry all over or dry in spots. Again, it may be very wet all over, except in spots which may be too dry, and vice versa. The symptoms of wet man are edematous flesh, clammy skin, which may be rather oily, oily hair, and general symptoms of poisoning. It is possible for wet man to exist with the skin normally dry and possible for places in the body to be wet man locally, with the rest of the body normal. The excretion of water must always balance the intake of water, and the supply of water must be adequate for the bodily needs. Thus, wet man may occur in the following ways. 1. Supply of Water Constant with lack of excretion of water 2 oversupply of water with lack of excretion of water 3 oversupply of water with excretion of water constant if normal any of these factors will be adapted to coordinate or compensate for one or more that are not normal in order to keep the percentage of water in the body constant. Article 160, dry man. Dry man is the term used to indicate the condition of the body when there is not enough water in the system. Dry man is also referred to as dry insanity. It may be local or general. When there is not enough water in the serum, The spaces are too dry and the serum flows too slowly and becomes laden with waste materials beyond the normal. Certain localities of the body may become too dry, producing friction and heat. The proper transportation of nutritive materials cannot exist for lack of a proper vehicle. Dry man may occur in the following ways. 1. Supply of water constant with excess excretion of water. 2. Undersupply of water with excess excretion of water. 3. Undersupply of water with excretion of water constant. If normal, any of these factors will be adapted to coordinate or compensate for one or more that are not normal, in order to keep the percentage of water in the body constant, at 67%. Article 161, Ceridema. Ceridema is the name of the condition of tissues when supplied with too much serum or serum that is too rich. It is sometimes called efferent poisoning because too much serum, or too rich a serum, is forced upon the cells efferently. It differs from edema in that it is not dropsy, and the symptoms are widely different. It may be local or general. Seredema is likely to deposit too much fat and globules in the protoplasm of the cells. Most every cell with a protoplasm has some oily globules in it. Fat cells are those especially constructed to hold many such globules, but when other cells have more than a normal amount of oil, they are abnormal. These cells are not morbidly adipose, but it may develop into that state. The patient's cells are simply poisoned with too much food, The patient has good color. Flesh and skin apparently have good texture. The patient looks well, but is not well. This shows us that one of innate's rules is temperance in all things, and that too much of anything in the body, even good things, is a poison. Thank you for joining me once again. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been... The Green Book Commentaries Podcast.